This is Holden Karnofsky doing an amateur read-through of my blog post, Racing Through a Minefield, the AI Deployment Problem. In previous pieces, I argued that there's a real and large risk of AI systems developing dangerous goals of their own and defeating all of humanity, at least in the absence of specific efforts to prevent this from happening. I then discussed why it could be hard to build AI systems without this risk and how it might be doable anyway. The AI alignment problem refers to a technical problem. How can we design a powerful AI system that behaves as intended, rather than forming its own dangerous aims? This post is going to outline a broader political and strategic problem called the deployment problem. If you're someone who might be on the cusp of developing extremely powerful and maybe dangerous AI systems, what should you do? The basic challenge is this. If you race forward with building and using powerful AI systems as fast as possible, you might cause a global catastrophe, as I've discussed in previous pieces. But if you move too slowly, you might just be waiting around for someone else less cautious to develop and deploy powerful, dangerous AI systems. And if you can get to the point where your own systems are both powerful and safe, what then? Other people still might be less cautiously building dangerous ones. So what can you do about that? My current analogy for the deployment problem is racing through a minefield. Each player is hoping to be ahead of others, but anyone moving too quickly can cause a disaster. In this minefield, a single mine is big enough to endanger all the racers. This post gives a high-level overview of how I see the kinds of developments that can lead to a good outcome, despite the racing through a minefield dynamic. It is distilled from a more detailed post on the alignment forum, not cold takes, that I link to. First, I'll flesh out how I see the challenge we're contending with based on the premises above. Next, I'll list a number of things I hope that cautious actors, such as AI companies and governments, might do in order to prevent catastrophe. Many of the actions I'm picturing are not the kinds of things normal market and commercial incentives would push toward, and as such, I think there's room for a ton of variation in whether the racing through a minefield challenge is handled well. Whether key decision makers understand things like the case for misalignment risk, and in particular why it might be hard to measure, and are willing to lower their own chances of winning the race to improve the odds of a good outcome for everyone could be crucial. Next section, the basic premises of racing through a minefield. This piece is going to lean on previous pieces and assume all of the following things. First, transformative AI soon. This century, something like Pasta, which is an AI that could automate scientific and technological advancement, could be developed. AI systems could cause a huge explosion in scientific progress, getting us more quickly than most people imagine to a deeply unfamiliar future. I've argued for this possibility in the Most Important Century series, which I link to. Uh, Next premise, misalignment risk. As argued previously, there's a significant risk that such AI systems could end up with misaligned goals of their own, leading them to defeat all of humanity. And it could take significant extra effort to get AI systems to be safe. And then I'm also assuming ambiguity. As I've argued previously, it could be hard to know whether AI systems are dangerously misaligned for a number of reasons. In particular, when we train AI systems not to behave dangerously, we might be unwittingly training them to obscure their dangerous potential from humans and take dangerous actions only when humans would not be able to stop them. At the same time, I expect powerful AI systems will present massive opportunities to make money and gain power so that many people will want to race forward with building and deploying them as fast as possible, perhaps even if they believe that doing so is risky for the world. So, with all those assumptions, one can imagine a scenario where some company is in the following situation. First, it has good reason to think it's on the cusp of developing extraordinarily powerful AI systems. 
Second, if it deploys some systems hastily, global disaster could result. And third, but if it moves too slowly, other less cautious actors could deploy dangerous systems of their own. That seems like a tough enough, high stakes enough, and likely enough situation that it's worth thinking about how one is supposed to handle it. Here's one simplified way of thinking about the problem. We might classify actors, companies, government projects, etc., as cautious or incautious. Cautious means they're taking alignment risk very seriously. Incautious means not so much. Our basic hope is that at any given point in time, cautious actors collectively have the power to contain incautious actors. By contain, I mean stop them from deploying misaligned AI systems and or stop the misaligned systems from causing a catastrophe for humanity. Importantly, it could be important for cautious actors to use powerful AI systems to help with containment in one way or another. If cautious actors refrain from AI development entirely, it seems likely that incautious actors will end up with more powerful systems than cautious ones. That wouldn't be good. So in this setup, cautious actors need to move fast enough that they can't be overpowered by others' AI systems, but slowly enough that they don't cause disasters themselves. Hence, the analogy of racing through a minefield. Next section, what success looks like. In a non-cold takes piece that I linked to, I explore the possible actions available to cautious actors to win the race through a minefield. This section will summarize the general categories and, crucially, why we shouldn't expect that companies, governments, etc. will do the right thing simply from natural, such as commercial, incentives. I'll be going through each of the following. I'll be going through alignment or charting a safe path through the minefield, which is putting lots of effort into technical work to reduce the risk of misaligned AI. I'll talk about threat assessment, which is putting lots of effort into assessing the risk of misaligned AI and potentially demonstrating it to others as well. That would be like alerting others about the mines. Uh, talk about avoiding races. If different actors are racing to deploy powerful AI systems, this could make it unnecessarily hard to be cautious. So you want to avoid races to move more cautiously through the minefield. I'll talk about selective information sharing. Uh, so the incautious don't catch up. That would be sharing some information widely, such as technical insights about how to reduce alignment risk. And then some information selectively, such as demonstrations of how powerful and dangerous AI systems might be. And then sharing some information not at all, such as specific code that would allow a hacker to deploy potentially dangerous AI systems themselves. I'll talk about global monitoring. That's working toward worldwide state-led monitoring efforts to identify and prevent incautious projects racing toward deploying dangerous AI systems. So the analogy would be noticing people about to step on mines and stopping them. And finally, I'll talk about defensive deployment, which is deploying AI systems only when they're unlikely to cause a catastrophe, but also deploying them with urgency once they're safe in order to help prevent problems from AIs developed by less cautious actors. And the analogy there would be just staying ahead in the race through the minefield. All right, first subsection, alignment, charting a safe path through the minefield. I previously wrote about some of the ways we might reduce the dangers of advanced AI systems. Broadly speaking, cautious actors might try to primarily build limited AI systems. That's AI systems that lack the kind of ambitious aims that lead to danger. They might be able to use these limited AI systems to do things like automating further safety research, and that could make future systems safer even if they're less limited. Another technique cautious actors might use what I call AI checks and balances, using some AI systems to supervise, critique, and identify dangerous behavior in others, with special care taken to make it hard for AI systems to coordinate with each other against humans. And then cautious actors might use a variety of other techniques for making AI systems safer, such as techniques that use what I call digital neuroscience, gauging the safety of an AI system by reading its mind rather than simply watching out for dangerous behavior, since only looking at AI systems' behavior might be unreliable for reasons I've written about. 
Now, a key point here throughout these techniques is that making AI systems safe enough to commercialize with some initial success and profits could be much less effort and different effort than making them robustly safe with no lurking risk of global catastrophe. The basic reasons for this are covered in a previous post I made on difficulties with AI safety research. In brief, if AI systems behave dangerously, we can train out that behavior by providing negative reinforcement for it. But the concern is that when we do this, we might be unwittingly training AI systems to obscure their dangerous potential from humans and take dangerous actions only when humans would not be able to stop them. So we end up with AI systems that behave safely and helpfully as far as we can tell in normal circumstances, while ultimately having ambitious, dangerous aims that they pursue when they become powerful enough and have the right opportunities. A danger is that well-meaning AI companies with active ethics boards might do a lot of AI safety work, but it might consist of training AIs not to behave in unhelpful or dangerous ways. If they want to address the risks I'm focused on here, this could require safety measures that look very different from that. And so doing that kind of different safety research is a key way that cautious actors can make a difference. The next subsection is threat assessment, alerting others about the mines. In addition to making AI systems safer, cautious actors can also put effort into measuring and demonstrating how dangerous the AIs are or aren't. For the same reasons given in the previous section, it could take special effort to do this. Uh, simply monitoring AI systems in the real world for bad behavior might not do it. Learning and demonstrating that the danger is high could help convince many actors to move more slowly and cautiously. Learning that the danger is low could lessen some of the tough trade-offs here and allow cautious actors to move forward more decisively with developing advanced AI systems. That could be a good thing in a number of ways. From a competition point of view, having better actors develop powerful AI systems first, and also for some of the other applications I'll be getting to in this piece. The next subsection, the next way cautious actors can help, is avoiding races to move more cautiously through the minefield. Now, here's a dynamic I'd be sad about. Let's say that company A is getting close to building very powerful AI. It would love to move slowly and carefully with its AIs, but it worries that if it moves too slowly, company B will get there first, have less caution, and do some combination of causing danger to the world and beating company A if the AIs turn out safe. At the same time, company B is in exactly the same situation. They're getting close to building powerful AI systems. They'd like to be slow and careful, but they're worried if they move too slowly, company A might get there first, which could be bad because they just don't want to lose, or it could be bad because company A might be less cautious. Similar dynamics could apply to country A and B with national AI development projects. Now, if A and B would both love to move slowly and be careful, it's a shame if they're both racing to beat each other. Maybe there's a way to avoid that dynamic. For example, perhaps a third-party organization could establish safety standards that many cautious companies agree to and verify that no company releases a system not meeting those standards. Designing standards that would determine how dangerous AI systems are is challenging, but there's at least one small project working on this today. Another thing, perhaps companies A and B could strike a deal. Anything from collaboration and safety-related information sharing to a merger. This could allow both to focus more on precautionary measures rather than beating the other. This is not the kind of dynamic that emerges naturally from markets. In fact, working together along these lines would have to be well-designed to avoid running afoul of antitrust regulation. Next subsection, ways cautious actors could help selective information sharing including security so the incautious don't catch up. Cautious actors might want to share certain kinds of information quite widely to be helpful. It could be crucial to raise awareness about the dangers of AI, which, as I've argued, won't necessarily be obvious. So cautious actors building powerful AI models might want to widely share information they're learning about the risks. 
They might also want to widely share information that could be useful for reducing the risks, such as safety techniques that have worked well. But at the same time, as long as there are incautious actors out there, information can be dangerous too. Information about what cutting-edge AI systems can do, especially if it is powerful and impressive, could spur incautious actors to race harder toward developing powerful AI of their own or give them ideas of how to build powerful systems by giving them ideas of what sorts of abilities to aim for. Even more dangerous information would be in AI's weights. You can think of this sort of like an AI source code, though not exactly. If hackers, including from a state cyber warfare program, gain unauthorized access to an AI's weights, this could be tantamount to stealing the AI completely. The actor that steals the weights could be much less cautious than the actor who built the AI in the first place, while being able to run it fully as if they'd built it themselves. Achieving a level of cybersecurity that rules out determined cyber warfare programs stealing AI weights could be extremely difficult and potentially well beyond what one would normally aim for in a commercial context. Now, the lines between these different categories of information might end up fuzzy. Some information might be useful for demonstrating the dangers and the capabilities of cutting-edge systems, or useful for making systems safer and for building them in the first place. So there could be a lot of hard judgment calls here. This is another area where I worry that commercial incentives might not be enough on their own. For example, it's usually important for a commercial project to have some reasonable level of security against hackers, but not necessarily for it to be able to resist well-resourced attempts by states to steal its intellectual property. Next subsection, global monitoring. That's noticing people about to step on mines and stopping them. Ideally, cautious actors would learn of every case where someone is building a dangerous AI system, whether purposely or unwittingly, and be able to stop the project. If this were done reliably enough, it could take the teeth out of the threat. A partial version could just buy time. Here's one vision for how this sort of thing could come about. Say that we develop a reasonable set of tests for whether an AI system might be dangerous, and along the lines of what I mentioned above, today's leading AI companies self-regulate by committing not to build or deploy a system that's dangerous according to such a test. This could be kind of like Google's 2018 statement, that we will not design or deploy AI in weapons or other technologies whose principal purpose or implementation is to cause or directly facilitate injury to people. If a company makes a statement like that, some people at the companies might later want to go back on it, but it could be hard to pull it off once they've committed. Then, as more AI companies are started, they might feel soft pressure to do similar self-regulation. Refusing to do so might be off-putting to potential investors, employees, etc., Eventually, similar principles could be incorporated into various government regulations and enforceable treaties. Governments could monitor for dangerous projects using regulation and even overseas operations. Today, the U.S. monitors without permission for various signs that other states might be developing nuclear weapons and might try to stop such development with methods ranging from threats of sanctions to cyber warfare or even military attacks. The U.S. could do something similar for AI development projects that are using huge amounts of compute and have not volunteered information about their safety practices. If the situation becomes very dire, i.e. if it seems that there's a high risk of dangerous AI being deployed imminently, I see the last point as one of the main potential hopes, the point about the U.S. monitoring worldwide. In this case, governments might have to take drastic actions to monitor and stop dangerous projects based on limited information, which could be scary. Next subsection... Ways cautious actors could help defensive deployment, staying ahead in the race. I've emphasized the importance of caution, not deploying AI systems where we can't be confident enough that they're safe. But when confidence can be achieved, powerful and safe AI can help reduce risks from other actors in many possible ways. Some of this would be by helping with all of the above. 
Once AI systems can do a significant fraction of the things humans can do today, they might be able to contribute to each of the activities I've listed so far. So for alignment research, AI systems might be able to actually contribute to AI safety research as humans do. For threat assessment, AI systems could help produce evidence and demonstrations about potential risks. They could potentially be useful for tasks like producing detailed explanations and demonstrations of possible sequences of events that could lead to AIs doing huge amounts of harm. AIs could be useful for avoiding races because AI projects might make deals in which each project is allowed to use its AI systems to monitor for signs of risk from the others. Ideally, such systems could be designed to only share relative information, which could allow these groups to kind of monitor each other without giving away too much intellectual property. AIs could help with selective information sharing. They might contribute to strong security by finding and patching security holes. They might contribute to helping to better communicate about the level of risk and the best ways to reduce it. And AI systems could contribute to the global monitoring idea. They might be used by governments to monitor for signs of dangerous AI projects worldwide, and even to interfere with such projects. They might also be used as part of large voluntary self-regulation projects along the lines of what I wrote just above. Additionally, if safe AI systems are in wide use, it could be harder for dangerous, similarly powerful AI systems to do harm. This could be via a wide variety of mechanisms. For example, if there's widespread use of AI systems to patch and find security holes, Similarly powered AI systems might have a harder time finding security holes to cause trouble with. Misaligned AI systems could have more trouble making money, gaining allies, etc. in worlds where they are competing with similarly powerful but safe AI systems. Final section. So, I've gone into some detail about why we might have a challenging situation, a racing through a minefield situation, if powerful AI systems are developed fairly soon, present significant risk of misalignment leading to humanity being defeated, and are not particularly easy to measure the safety of. I've also talked about what I see as some of the key ways that cautious actors concerned about misaligned AI might navigate this situation. I talk about some of the implications of all this in my more detailed piece, not on cold takes, linked here, but I'm going to just name a couple of observations that jump out at me from this analysis. First observation, this seems hard. If we end up in the future envisioned in this piece, I imagine this being extremely stressful and difficult. I'm picturing a world in which many companies and even governments can see the huge power and profit they might reap from deploying powerful AI systems before others. But we have to hope that they instead move with caution, but not too much caution, and take the kinds of actions described above, and hope that ultimately cautious actors win the race against those cautious ones. Now, even if AI alignment ends up being relatively easy, such that a given AI project can make safe, powerful systems with about 10% more effort than making dangerous, powerful systems, the situation still just looks nerve-wracking because of how many different players could end up trying to build systems of their own without putting in that 10% extra effort. A lot of the most helpful actions might be out of the ordinary. When racing through a minefield, I hope key actors will put more effort into alignment, threat assessment, and security than is required by commercial incentives, consider measures for avoiding races and global monitoring that could be very unusual, even unprecedented, and do all this in the possible presence of ambiguous, confusing information about the risks. As such, it could be very important whether key decision makers at both companies and governments understand the risks and are prepared to act on them. Currently, I think we're unfortunately very far from a world where this is true. Additionally, I think AI projects can and should be taking measures today to make unusual but important measures more practical in the future. This could include things like, first, getting practice with selective information sharing, that could mean building internal processes to decide on whether research should be published, rather than having a rule of publish everything, like a research university, or publishing nothing, 
because you don't want to share with competition. I expect early attempts at these kind of policies will often be clumsy and get things wrong, but I think they're worth trying anyway. Another thing companies could be doing today is uh, getting practice with ways they could avoid racing with each other. They could be getting practice with threat assessment. So even if today's AI systems don't seem like they could possibly be dangerous yet, how sure are we? How do we know? This seems like a good question to be asking. They could be prioritizing building AI systems that can do especially helpful things, such as contributing to AI safety research and threat assessment and patching security holes. And they can be establishing governance that is capable of making hard, non-commercially optimal decisions for the good of humanity. A standard corporation could be sued for not deploying AI that poses a risk of global catastrophe if that means a sacrifice for its bottom line. And a lot of the people making the final call at AI companies might be primarily thinking about their duties to shareholders or simply unaware of the potential stakes of powerful enough AI systems rather than focusing on their duties to humanity. So I'm excited about AI companies that are investing heavily in setting up governance structures and investing in executives and board members capable of making the hard calls well.